Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hi, Chris. How's, uh, how's the City of Angels? Traffic's horrible. <laughs> I left my work site here. I'm, I'm, the work site I was at today I'm in, is in downtown LA. I'm not staying in downtown LA because of, it was just, I couldn't find a hotel. But as we're leaving, and we're on Grand Street, which runs right through downtown and all this, as far as I, as far as I can tell. It's LA. I don't, I'm not entirely sure where downtown ends <laughs> while I'm down there. I just know I get in the highway and suddenly it changes. Uh, but this car took a turn too quickly. And you know those big plastic, or they look plastic, like barriers? They get put up on roads, like when roads are closed and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Like the orange ones? Yeah. It was on top of it, like oh. three wheels off the ground, moving around right in front of a cop. It was pretty interesting. All right. That was that was how my day went. <laughs> and then it took me 45 minutes to get home because of wrecks on the highway. Woo, as I go mm. to the hotel. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Well. How was your day? <laughs> uh, my day was not as exciting, I guess. Yeah. No, that's about it. Okay, good. Good. For me. <laughs> no, Sorry just, to one up you before uh, you had a chance there. Uh, no. I, you know, just, you know, do my work stuff. You know, work working on my IT grind. I've moved to email migrations, Ooh. so moving people off their very inexpensive email hosting websites and onto some uh, real professional level enterprise stuff, but that's oh. neither here nor there. What is here is a movie, All Superheroes Must Die too. The Last Superhero, the last regular release for J. Tro July. Yes. So. Sad. It's all coming to an end. <laughs> like all things <laughs> like all things i would have loved <laughs> jtro 2021 if he had made enough movies <laughs> we could i would rename the whole podcast <laughs> jtro jtrolin J oh that's good jtrolin J. I was gonna say jtrol forevs but it's whatever i guess <laughs> so i'll go ahead and just read the uh first line off we keep well I'll, I'll read the entire blurb on imdb because there's no wikipedia uh, entry for this movie uh, I could only find things on Rotten Oh, Tomatoes. really? Because I found oh. a Wikipedia entry for this movie. I found one for All Superheroes Must Die, but not the second one. And when I say Wikipedia, I mean Superhero Films Wiki. That's superhero-films.fandom.com slash wiki slash all under... Okay. Uh, <laughs> all Superheroes Must Die 2, The Last Superhero, is a 2016 American independent superhero film directed by and starring Jason Trost. It also stars Tally Wickham, Jason Trost, and Sean Whalen. It is a sequel to the 2011 film All Superheroes Must Die. Uh, yes, it does list Jason Trost twice there. It's a real professional website. <laughs> this isn't a blurb. This is a, there's a summary. In a no-holds-barred documentary, acclaimed journalist Vicki O'Neill sets out... Did you read this on last week's I did read it on episode? last week's. You, okay, you heard Vicki O'Neill again. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to read it again. That's it's fine. way too already, long to re-repeating. It. It's a documentary, Vicky O'Neill, Vicky Vale, April O'Neill. We've we've done this bit already. <laughs> All right. But it's a sequel to last week's movie, All Superheroes Must Die, which I think the consensus on that one was it's got a really good story, some very interesting ideas, but probably not the most well-executed of Jatro's films thus far. And this one's got a bit of a twist. It's got a, I say a twist, It not just in the story, but it's got a different feel. It's almost a different genre. I, I hate, I hate that superhero films are like the genre. Like, oh yeah, that's a superhero film. When this movie and the previous movie and like Iron Man versus Captain America versus Ant-Man, I get they're all superhero films, but I feel like if it says superhero, it needs to have a secondary genre. 
right? Just like I think sci-fi needs a secondary genre as well because it tells you more about the setting of the movie than it does what type of story it is. Like, is this a drama? Is this action, mystery, thriller, whatever? Sorry, I'm off my soapbox. I'm sitting back down. (laughs) I saw a guy walking down the street carrying a soapbox the other day. I walked the other direction. (laughs) Well, you may want to hop back on that thing. Uh Uh-oh. Out of 50 ratings, 5.1 out of 10. Median score of 5 with the largest amount of votes, 22%. One star. Really? I had not Mm -hmm. looked at that ahead of time. So that is actually, that's new information. Okay. There are no reviews, just ratings. Hmm. No one on IMDb is bothered to review this, and that's okay. There are no critical reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. There are less than 50 ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. There is one, exactly one. Hmm. Okay. So. Okay. So not the most well-marketed movie, I would say. I, this movie also has two titles. Yeah. It's because th- that was the same with FP2, right? Where it, it, later on he added in FP2. Like it, it was under the working name Beats of Rage for a long time. And I think I've read at least one, either something he said or a press release where it called FP2, 3, and 4 the, the Beats of Rage trilogy. So I I kind of get the impression that he might have been trying to drop the all superheroes must die or just I don't know if he was trying to distance himself from all superheroes must die or if he was like, no, movies don't have to have numbers in them. Yeah. You know, I mean, the title is a title. Uh. Like, well, what's the other what's the other films like Mythica? What if Mythica wasn't called Mythica? Because let's be honest, they've never used the word Mythica. I don't know why it's called Mythica. It could be called anything else. But those movies, they weren't called Mythica, but were just called by their subtitle. I'm looking yeah. them up. A Quest for Heroes. I don't remember what the second one is. And then The, the Dark Spore. The yeah. Necromancer, The Iron Crown, The God Slayer. Yeah. Eh, so those those might need a little bit of work. But <laughs> as far as like making them sound like they're all from the same thing. Sure, sure. I think this movie doesn't need to be called All Superheroes Must Die too. It kind of fits. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as the story and all that. But I think it could have been called The Last Superhero and been fine. I think it could have been called All Superheroes Must Die 2 with no subtitle and it had been fine. But I'm not upset that it's both. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out that I'm fine with him trying something different. I was defending no, it, I, gotcha. I guess. I, well, I, I've never made a movie. You've never made a movie as far as I'm aware. And so, I mean, like marketing, that's a moving target, right? You've already released a movie that mm-hmm. was not as well received. I mean, it was his second movie ever released. So sure. And we'll give him a break. And so maybe he didn't we'll give him a break. Like he it. needs it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Are those your initial thoughts and opinions? Or would you like to share? Oh, I was just, I really just got on my soapbox again about the name <laughs> of the movie. I would love to share my initial thoughts and opinions. By the way, where did you watch this film? I watched it on YouTube. Okay, same, same. I, I actually, I bought the Blu-rays in preparation for J. Cho July, and then I got sent to LA for work for four weeks and... I opted not to travel with them because one, I don't have a Blu-ray player that I can take with me. <laughs> uh, and two, I didn't want to, you know, I'm afraid to put them in my bag, have them get crushed, what have you. So this is on YouTube and not on YouTube like to pay for. This is on Jason Trost's YouTube channel. The whole movie, you know, no uh, pay barrier, no money wall. That's the word I was looking for. Also on his YouTube channel, you can watch FP2 Beats of Rage. You can watch How to Save Us. Uh, There's some behind the scenes stuff. There's trailers. There's a bunch of old fake, I guess, or spoof movie trailers from years and years ago. (laughs) They're all really funny. I think they're (laughs) funny. Feel free to to disagree with me. Uh, He also released Corona House, which is kind of a pseudo sequel to uh, Wet and Reckless. 
So it's definitely worth checking out. I think Duck fits on there. So there's there's lots of interesting stuff. So if y'all are worried about the price of subscription for this movie, it's free. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you might get ads. You might get ads. You, yeah, might, get you ads. might get ads. Depending on how you yeah. consume YouTube, you might yeah. get ads. There, there you go. I liked this movie quite a bit. Sorry, I'm transitioning into my opinions now and my <laughs> initial thoughts. Uh, I liked this movie quite a bit. I really enjoyed the documentary format. I finished this film and I thought, man, I should just send Has this YouTube link <laughs> so he could see how it's done. It adds a level of mystery to the film that I think maybe the previous one was missing. It allows them to not show the superhero's powers and and these big CGI shots that obviously, I mean, the budget isn't there for, but still build up a mystery around them. Not just the plots, but what is, who is this person, the masked man? Why do they have abilities? Do they not? Making the movie, I mean, the main character is essentially Vicky O'Neill, played by Tally Wickham, who we previously saw in FP2 as mm-hmm. Chai T, and then uh, the, heard the voice of, as I think Molly in How to Save Us. And there's definitely a whole bunch of Jason Trust alums in there. Nick Principe is in there. Casey D. That I called him Casey DC. Art Sue <laughs> is in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's. It's hard. It's hard. That character is such a force of nature. Um, obviously, Jason Trust shows up. Sean Whalen uh, plays the cameraman who I didn't recognize his voice at all. And then he suddenly showed up on screen. And I was like, oh, well, okay. All right. Did you catch his voice? Oh, yeah. No, I knew this. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I guess like most of the other roles we've seen him in in his movies are, uh, he's not speaking in his normal voice. There's also, there's some sort of different inflection or a different take on it or an accent or, or something. Cackling. It's a, yeah, like yeah. A crazy laugh. Or... Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting to see him speak normally. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, the last movie we watched, we saw he was, was it Manpower? Was that his name? Or Uncle Sam? I can't remember, but he was in an Uncle Sam outfit. <laughs> I don't he think he stabbed. was called Uncle Sam, but yeah. He, he I'll look stabbed him up one of the heroes and killed them. Yeah. Very slowly with a knife. Uh, so manpower. Anyways, manpower. Yeah. Okay. The documentary setting really lends itself well to the mystery subgenre because what is a documentary but trying to, I mean, document events of something and figure them out, right? It's its own type of investigation, but it's not a police investigation. It's not Batman sitting on a supercomputer, superhero style investigation. It's got a, it's got a different feel to it. And I think from a, because we've, we've discussed budget, I think a lot with his movies, because these are low budget independent films and, I, and getting a superhero movie, but in this format makes a lot of sense on paper and by on paper i mean on the uh the financials it just it works really really well the clever use of some of the footage from the first movie as well as footage i don't know i'm like 99.99% certain there is uh some screenshots or some footage used from the slayer music videos that jason <laughs> trust was in <laughs> Maybe he directed them. He didn't direct those. It was uh, oh, okay. it was the director. I forget the name of the director. He also directed Hat- the Hatchet movie that Jason Trost was in. So, mm. but no, the scene where charges it shows charge in prison. That's straight from with the blood on him uh, and his his uh, mugshot. That's straight from the Slayer music video. I'm I'm all but a hundred percent certain. That's neat. So very very that's clever. Cool. I loved the comic book 
pieces. Like whenever it flashes back, quote unquote, and y'all can't hear me, y'all can't see me air quoting, but I'm doing it. Flashes back instead of actually flashing back because they don't have that footage because it's a documentary. They show the four, the superheroes or supervillains, whomever, in a comic book style with panels and text bubbles and blah, blah, blah. I thought it was I thought it fit very, very well. And it was a really cool way of getting a literal comic book page onto the screen without being too tongue in cheek, if you will. It's a little on the nose. So I just I'm really just talking about the framework here. But as far as the content, the story is pretty interesting. We get a little bit more of the origin. We get a little more progression with uh, Charge, Jason Trost's character, John Ford. I liked the twists in this movie. Loved them. I thought they were great. I know that looking I mean, looking at IMDb, looking at some other reviews, I know it's not being as well received. I think that it's being more well received than the previous one, but not as well received as some other things that he's done, some other independent films. But I would love to see an All Superheroes Must Die 3. Um, having read through a whole bunch of YouTube comments and various other interviews, I don't think that that's likely to happen just because of his own, uh, Jason, Jason Tross' own experience making the films. But I think it's an interesting world. It's an interesting idea. And we've already had kind of a found footage horror superhero movie and now a documentary style mystery thriller superhero movie in the same universe. I would love to see a third genre. I'm not sure what it would be, but any any third genre that could that could fit and he, he you know can make a can come up with a good story around. I would love to see that next the next step. I'm sorry, what's the found footage? I said found footage. All superheroes must die isn't really a found footage film, but I guess I mean, it looks they, like a it looks like a found footage. It movie. looks like a found footage <laughs> film, and some of the some of the shots and whatnot, I guess. And since Rick Shaw had cameras everywhere, right? But no, you're I right; just, it's definitely not a found footage film. If it had been, that actually might have been a better framework for it. Maybe the next one should be a found footage <laughs> film. Uh, copyright sci-fi wise, guys. Sorry, Jason Trust. <laughs> Hit me up. Sorry, Mr. Jatro. We've had all of the good <laughs> ideas. No. <laughs> well, they treat it as kind of found footage because they show footage of some of those events and they show footage of rickshaw in this new movie so i i think that's why i i was treating it that way but you're right that's my fault <laughs> how dare you doesn't get rid of my initial no, thought right. yeah. my my initial impression that i would love to see an all superheroes must die three rise of the superheroes where we get something else in a different subgenre. i think it would be great that's my long-winded first and last impression <laughs> i don't know where the uh, the step from first impression to lasting impression it's kind of all <laughs> all kind of muddied in the water there i guess i will say that i just dis i disagree with the lower rating it should be higher i think this film is definitely worth checking out you talk for a while i'm okay i'm gonna shut up for a bit that's fine hey man it's your podcast <laughs> i have a few things first of all what's up with homeboy eating a taco during his interview and never finishing this? it Yes. Yeah. It just, he never finishes the taco, which is a travesty. To uh, yeah, I I can't even focus on what he's saying because I'm just watching him squish this taco in his hand, and I'm just like, what? What is he doing? Maybe they paid him in tacos, and so they hand him a taco. <laughs> they do some shots, and then he finishes the taco, and they hand him a second taco. I know I would work for tacos. So, I mean, in some ways, I do. In a lot of ways, my entire yeah. life is a giant scheme until I get to my next. <laughs> <laughs> meal of tacos <laughs> i enjoyed this movie i get where it may not be as well received i think that the flip to a documentary style movie or mockumentary as they call them doesn't really matter 
mainly because it's an independent film. The majority of people who have probably seen the first one are going to watch the second one, hopefully, you know, if they liked the first one. But most newcomers will have never seen any of his movies. They're just watching a movie for the first time, right? Yeah, yeah. So I could I could see where people could be like, what's up with this movie? Why is it the way it is? I think that we talked about it before. A budget is what you make of your, or you make of your budget what you can, right? Right. I don't have any budget information for this movie. I don't know. He seems to have a habit of making them for 20 grand. I think it it spent every penny wisely. Like even the CGI sections, which were, you know, hazy. There's a lot of smoke. There's a lot right. of chaos. The cameras are moving. I thought they were pretty good. I thought all the acting was pretty solid all the way, all the way across. For sure. There was a, uh, I like the callback to James Ramar. Uh, I, we didn't actually see any new footage of him. It was all archived or pictures, right? Yes. Yeah. It was all archived footage. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I like this one. I can see the 5.1 rating. I'm not sure how, how much higher I would have rated it. You know, maybe like a six, six and a half. Yeah. Solid. Six and a half. I, th- I think this is above, you could consider this above mediocrity. And uh, I'm sad that Cutthroat didn't make a reappearance, which is kind of sad. I, I kind of, I did expect him to. I'm not upset that he didn't. I think I said at the end of the last round, the last episode, that I'm expecting to have my expectations subverted in some way. And so going in, expecting him to be part of it, and then I'm not, is, I think, just lends itself to that. So Beatro. Beatro was in this one. <laughs> Beatro. Yes, Brandon Barrera. My boy, did Brandon show Barrea. Up. So did Nitro. Nitro yeah. showed up. Brew Muller. Uh, <laughs> I did like Nick Principe's little cameo in the back there. That Who was did? Fun. Uh, Nick Principe. Oh, yes. Got, yes. Yeah. So. Did you see the, uh, our boy Ryan Gibson? I did see him. Yes. I didn't recognize him at all. He's a great actor. <laughs> he. I don't know how you... I mean, the range, right? How do you play Quackajacks and then come in here and play Dr. Henry? I, the human <laughs> mind is... <laughs> I, I can tell unimaginable you exactly depth of mystery and <laughs> I can't I can tell I, you I, why. I got nothing. He, what do you got? He's an actor. Oh, <laughs> that's, what he does. that's right. That's his job. It's his profession. Yeah. He's worked really hard at it. Unlike I, I, what we've accomplished because we have not tried at all. I think we're dancing around the issue. Let's go ahead and talk in spoilers in three, two, one. Okay. That's been more than it's been three, two, one. I'm trying to verbalize my thoughts. What the heck happened in this movie? <laughs> what do you mean, what the heck happened? Like, I, it just, I don't want to say it went off the rails, because it's hard for a documentary to go off the rails. But I, I really enjoyed the descent, like the puzzle being put together, as you will. I thought it was really neat. There are famous documentaries that do this, that unravel a mystery that adds to like the story. Most famously, there's a, a guy a couple years ago, I forget his name. It's called The Jinx. Robert hmm. Durst, I think is what it's called. It's about this guy who uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly was involved in some people's deaths. And um, in the documentary, like he incriminates himself. Mm. Okay. And, uh, they reopened the case because of it. But that's kind of what like this, this documentary gets is that moment where the people making the movie or reporting on the crime or the story discover key pieces of evidence. And then that progresses. And then we like, it's funny we're getting a documentary about another documentary because the, yeah. the person okay. behind that, Tally Wickham's character, Vicky O'Neill, unfortunately dies. Or, you know, however you want to. Fortunately, unfortunately, 
Okay, you know, it's unfortunate. I think murder is unfortunate. I, yes, I'm just saying if, if if you're the bad guy, if you if you are the if you are the the antagonist of this movie, it's probably good that the person digging into your past is no longer around. I guess, but it's a documentary about. I'm gonna if I say it again, I'm gonna lose myself. It's a movie about another movie, which I think is pretty cool. Okay, like in the end. I hadn't really thought about that. Where it, it starts off as one documentary, but it ends up being a documentary about that documentary. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Okay. I really liked the way this unfolded. I thought this was a very well-crafted story. And how do you even catch that extra layer? It did shift for sure. And I just, I think well, I was just so enthralled. I was just, I just kept watching, you know? Because at no point in the entire movie, up until the moment in which she is apparently incinerated in a fire, <laughs> a giant fireball, I had no idea she was going to perish. No, because you think she's the the lead. She's the person yeah. making the documentary. She has to, you know. Yeah. yeah. So no, absolutely. It's interesting. I'm not so sure about the the shift to like this weird supernatural Highlander kind of thing. Like each time you kill <laughs> a superhero, you you get a little stronger. I didn't get Highlander vibes. I got the one <laughs> vibes. Jet Li's the one. Yeah. Which is a film I didn't realize we were going to reference so much in our podcast. I should probably rewatch it. <laughs> Did you catch that uh, Colin Bates, who plays Ted Harrington in the film, in the credits, he's credited as just Ted? No, I did not. Everyone else has full names, and then there's Ted. <laughs> I mean, I'm on IMDb, and Jason Tross is credited as simply John. Oh, no, no. Well, so, I'm, I'm not worried about that, but if you... Yeah, no, I know, I know what you're saying, yeah. Hold on. Let but me send you a screenshot. He is, he is credited as just Ted on IMDb as well. <laughs> Here's a screenshot from the credits of the film. Character names Vicky O'Neill, John Ford, Jeff Sanders, Allie Andrews, Ted, May Murphy, <laughs> Dr. Henry, <laughs> Chuck Aldman, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the just, master. The master. It's just the master. Ted. It's just Ted. <laughs> I was really excited for Art Sue's turn. As Detective Jones, I don't want to say like it's 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 fun to have him in a serious role because I think that he is serious as KCDC. <laughs> the role but, uh, isn't meant to be taken seriously by the audience. Right, he right, absolutely right. takes the role seriously. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, he definitely seemed like a cop answering questions. Like, yeah, be very descriptive and to the point. I thought that uh, I can't remember her name. Is it May Murphy, played by Lib Campbell? Is that like Allie Andrews' best friend or whatever. Yeah. She had a terrible haircut in this movie. Well, I wasn't going to like attack her <laughs> personal appearance in, in my platform It's the makeup here, artist's but fault. Anyways, she's like, she's cold-blooded. Straight cold-blooded. <laughs> I hope she, she died. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, whoa, whoa, wow. And then seeing her be affected by the the revelation that Allie Andrews is not only alive but murdering people that was man that was really really good there's a lot of good like all of the actors in this are are great all the performances are super believable even the just the random like <laughs> is it bad that i want jason tross to direct an actual documentary <laughs> like i i, I, I want to see him he, do a real documentary cuz i might actually watch a documentary <laughs> Uh, it was really good. Time out. I know one of the actors in this movie. Oh? Yep. Time back in. Tell me who it is. Oh, I'm not going to say their name on the on the pod. <laughs> oh, like you know them in real life? Yeah. 
Uh, hold on. Let's Come watch on. it on YouTube. Spill the, like, spill the beans. Let's give me, go. Give me, a, give me a fucking second, man. I just re- I literally just recognized her when I saw the name on IMDb. It's the part where they're talking about whether the heroes do more good or bad. Mm. Like that series of questions. Yeah. Are you getting this girl's face or what? Hold on, you man. Send me, I, a, send me a timestamp. I don't know when it is. <sighs> I'm just telling you I saw it. He doesn't. He didn't timestamp when people are getting interviewed. Well, yeah. Ah, okay. All right. I remember that person. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. That's her. Where did you meet her? Like, Oh, I went to high school with her. Oh, so yeah. we have an N. I'll ask her about it. <laughs> you should ask her about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I've got to... Hey, this might sound really weird, but I was watching it. She's only interviewed like a little bit right there. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the people being interviewed. Uh, I really enjoyed, for the most part, all the people, I guess, that were acting as themselves. There was the guy in the military uniform sitting in a, a vehicle that clearly wasn't a military vehicle. Mm-hmm. There was the group of kids like sitting around the the car in the rain. I don't know anything about Greenview other than the fact that it's a fake place. Like, sure, I don't, I don't sure. really know where it is. Probably on the East Coast or something. I thought it was really neat. I thought it was an interesting, interesting movie. She just said yes. <laughs> Ask her how. How long did it take? I need details. I mean, she's a, you just. Get interview. I don't know. I'll ask her in a few minutes. All right. <laughs> I know earlier you said you you couldn't find a budget for this film. This film was made on an estimated budget of five thousand dollars. Wow. So the last one was twenty thousand, if you recall. And I think the big difference there is actors. There aren't a lot of actors in this film. It feels like there are because of all the people being interviewed. But when you get down to it, each person has less than five minutes of screen time. Some of them just one or two minutes. But you ask a question, you get an answer. That's 12 seconds and you move on to the next thing. It also probably lends itself to, you could film, you, you can film everything you need from a particular actor fairly quickly or the, you know, the people playing themselves, I suppose fairly quickly. And I think that might be a big piece of the budget. I, I don't know. Or a big piece of why the budget was able to be kept so tight. But I honestly, I just found the estimated budget of 5,000. I think that this is, this is crazy good for how little money is spent on it. And how much of that has got to be the, the CGI, some of the special effects. So this person that we know was in the Kickstarter oh, okay. campaign. So that's how she was able to be in the movie yeah. along with uh, apparently her uh, husband. I don't know if they were married then or maybe that's where they met. Uh, they met, <laughs> they met <laughs> they through met the Indie. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. what is it, Indiegogo campaign yeah, for hopefully. The Last Superhero. Yeah. Yeah. I want so, to meet my next wife through an Indiegogo <laughs> of Jason Trost. I'm going to need you to do many more Indiegogos, Mr. Jatro, so I can find her. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so yeah, I guess that's most of the people that were interviewed. I would say the majority of anyone who we didn't immediately recognize or wasn't credited as another person in the credits. Right, right. Which I think is pretty neat. I really... <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, man. I just, I really hope that's what happened. I hope they met through the, through the, the <laughs> Indiegogo. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it now. Ask her. It's consumed by my life. Uh, <laughs> you should reach out. Be like, hey. <laughs> Guess what? I have a friend who also, <laughs> who wants to know how you met your spouse through a Jason Trost movie and how he could also do it. Do you have any advice? <laughs> so yeah, I guess just uh, all in around closing thoughts. Anthony, I think we can agree that this is worth the price of subscription. Yes, free. Yes. <laughs> 
But even or, I would actually I would say that this is worth the price of subscription subscription, even if it was on Amazon Prime, Netflix or a two or three dollar rental if you're up for it. I mean, obviously, I, I keep bragging that I bought this film. I have no regrets about purchasing any of these <laughs> films. So, yeah. yes, it's worth the price of subscription. It would be worth the price of subscription, even if that subscription was, you know, more than in my Internet connection to YouTube. <laughs> for those few moments. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I would. I think I would agree. I think all in all, pop quiz. Uh oh. Is this the best Jason Trost movie that you've seen? No. Okay. Fair enough. It's in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. That's a hard. That's hard. Objectively, I think How to Save Us and FP Two are both better movies. But I. I don't know. And FP, the first FP, obviously, is just it's so out there and unique that it's hard to compare these. I mean, these are completely different sure. pieces of art, right? Um, and well, really, I'm we've seen... Is not necessarily the best piece of art. Is this his best film? Like, start to finish, polish? No. I mean, I I think that... I mean, FP2 being, I think, the most recent film of his that we've watched is definitely got more polish to it. Obviously, it's coming off the heels of what I would call a cult success in the first FP. Mm-hmm. So it's got a bit, a lot bigger budget. It's got a lot more actors, better sets, everything, right? And I say better, just more involved, I should say. So no, I don't think this is his best film, but I think it's I think it's really good. I think it's it's on par with all of his other work. I think it's FP two, and then right next to it is this movie. Like oh, right really? below it. Okay. Yeah, one, two. Like I think that they, they're both uh, they're both well done, they're both well shot. Yeah, they're just so different. I have a hard time comparing a mockumentary <laughs> with uh I with whatever genre FP is. I guess comedy, but you know. Second question on the pop quiz. Uh, I thought th- I thought we were done. Do the listeners who haven't watched either need to watch the first? Of All Superheroes Must Die? Yes. I think you get more out of it. It actually okay. it does definitely lends itself to the mystery because there's not all of the events between the two movies are explained, and I think that adds a layer to the mystery. Like, what did happen to Shadow? What happened to Cutthroat, right? I know when I was watching it, having seen the first one pretty recently, like the week before, literally, uh, it did add. I was like, oh, well, what happened here? Like, what what is this? So it does, it does add to the mystery. So it does make it, I think it, it is a proper sequel in that in that regard, in which it, it doesn't completely abandon all of the story threads. It does expand on them. I think the first movie, while I was fairly critical of it, is still a really good story and definitely okay. worth what is it 80 minutes or something like that of your time especially setting up this next one and hopefully okay. a third and a fourth and how many ever he feels like making i've got a controversial statement to make i think you should watch the second one first really and then watch the first one afterwards why explain yourself so if it's a mockumentary right it's right. filmed in such a way that a complete novice to the source material can get maybe not an informed opinion but an opinion well it it does the little thing you know the guy the the salt bay you just kind of dust some salt, some <laughs> opinion salt, just well, just all over the yeah. table, right? Uh-huh. So if you show this movie to someone and you're like, oh, man, check this out. And maybe they're like, so what What are they talking about? Then you can show them the second one. Mm, or the first and, one. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you show, you, you show them all superheroes must die. And you're like, you're going to have to forgive the, the quality of some of the things in this movie. You think that the second one makes you appreciate the first one more? Is that... Kind of what you're getting at? No, I just, I think in this instance, it's such a unique situation that the first movie was indeed an actual movie. And then the second movie is a mockumentary about the first movie and its story. 
Does that make sense? That does, except for, I guess, in the last superhero, they do refer to, quote, the rickshaw incident. Yeah. And but they I mean, kind of gloss over what that is. They don't get into it. So I don't I don't know. Like, But that happens in all sorts of, like, real documentaries. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's not that controversial. I thought you were going to go way <laughs> off the deep end, but... That this was real? No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> No, I just, I would kick that to him and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Do you think people should watch the second one first and then the first one second? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I'll have to, I'd have to give that some thought. And by give it some thought, I mean, pretend I'm going to give it some thought and then forget about it as soon as we stop recording and <laughs> I go fair. eat. Yes. That's fair. <laughs> well, speaking of not having a second thought, <clears throat> our social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that dope? Is that low? No, go with it. <laughs> anyways you can find us on all your favorite social media platforms of choice twitter and instagram is at sci-fi wise guys facebook the sci-fi wise guys podcast group while you're there leave a comment we post our episodes every monday for our mainline episodes thursday friday saturday even sundays for special releases look you're gonna get one every monday but you might get one on any other day every monday without fail <laughs> Uh, just be prepared. We've never missed uh, a Monday. It's never yeah, happened. That's a, that's <laughs> <laughs> Every other one, but Monday. Yes. And then head on over to your podcasting platform of choice. Leave a rating. Five stars, five stars. Thumbs up. Share. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. You know, make sure they never miss a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and then after you've done all that, if you just got to go the extra mile, patreon.com forward slash sci-fi wise guys, become a patron, get access to member exclusive content, special posts, releases, and episodes. Yeah. I want to thank everyone for listening and remind you guys to stay safe, stay hydrated, and remember that you are loved by the hosts and community of this podcast. Thanks guys. I am the masked man. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> Well, you know, you got all upset because I did the wrong at, and then you tweeted today and you missed a word in your tweet. <laughs> what did I miss? We should an episode ready f for tomorrow. Oh, fair enough. I'm just saying, I, I felt I felt attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Look, people are going to misspell and miss words on the internet. Yeah, but, but I didn't at the wrong person. <laughs> you didn't at nobody. That's correct. I didn't. I didn't at the wrong person. That's step one on the internet. <laughs> Just make sure you know who you're talking to.